0: This is the KFTK Outdoor Show. I'm Bob Sims. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Well, uh, May 1st, tomorrow, uh, lots going on. Uh, The salmon season from Point Arena, which includes, which is south of uh, Fort Bragg, all the way to the Oregon border opens. So does the rockfish season in that same area. So does the Pacific halibut uh, season open. In that area, uh, not to be confused with California halibut, which is already open. And the spring turkey season closes tomorrow. Today is the opening of the general trout season, which used to be uh, maybe the highlight of the year for fishermen. People would flock to resort towns throughout the mountains all over the state. There was pancake breakfasts. There was just... Everything. I remember in Downeyville, um, you know, I started going up there when I was about eight years old. Kids would be selling what they called Helgramites, which were really stonefly nymphs, in little tobacco cans. And uh, you bought a a dozen of those, and you were in business. You would catch fish. But uh, since the Department of Fish and Wildlife has opened up, so many of our streams and lakes to uh, fishing year round, even though a lot of those are catch and release, uh, it's taking the sizzle out of it. Uh, on the east side of the Sierra, that's a different story because they do have a closed season. A lot of those waters aren't open and what Waters have been open in the last couple of years. Uh, the, the residents and the locals are furious with the Department of Fish and Wildlife for coming into uh, their area holding meetings and falsely uh, claiming that they wanted to do the best for the area. And then when the regulations come come out, it's nothing like they talked about in the meetings. So that kind of scenario continues. But the good news is you go down to like Mammoth Lakes, uh, Bishop, uh, Crowley Lake is going to be a zoo, and the the funny thing about that, all those people coming up from L.A. and a few from this area, they'll all catch fish at Crowley. It's that kind of a lake. Um, so um, it's got its ups and downs, but it, it, it's got more of a uh, feeling of the tradition than the rest of the state does. And uh, as usual with any trout opener, you're going to have to wait. If you really want information because... Even though we're in uh, our drought years, it's been an unusual spring with these last few weeks of rain and snow in the mountains. And so uh, you may not be able to get to where you've been able to get to the last couple of years. You're just going to have to wait and see. But be prepared for that if you're on the road right now. Better have a, a backup place to go. And then next week, we'll cover the state and find out um Just how it was, okay, and what we're in for this year. We'll have kind of a a hype of that today when we talk to Matt Mitchell. Matt Mitchell usually, uh, he opens the trout season up on Fall River and spends a couple months up there, and he has refused to fish there before the old traditional opening because he doesn't believe in what the department did and for a lot of good reasons first of all the protection of the fish from poachers there's no law enforcement cruising in a lot of these areas it's so easy to poach and uh... i mean i've talked to people uh... in the american river drains the feather river drainage, yeah i love this winter fishing uh, we got some fish. Well, would you catch them? Well, night crawlers. Well, it's illegal to use night crawlers. So, you see what I mean? There's just a lot of discrepancies, and as usual, the department doesn't really have too much common sense on these things. But uh, there's a lot other going on. The ocean in the sand, salmon in the ocean. I should say, uh, been hampered by winds. This been a very. I mean, the delta's been hampered by winds. Everything's been hampered by winds. But the ocean, the people got beat up. But you know, surprisingly. Like in Monterey Bay, there offers some protection there, and that fishing kind of came on this week. Now all of a sudden, Monterey is fishing as good as any place. The Bay Area just got trashed with the wind, but a few boats got you know got out there. Bodega Bay, the windy conditions again, you know, few boats out, but we'll have reports on all those areas. And um, uh, interesting that the the um, uh, all the salmon fishermen who generally like in San Francisco when they get t- when they go out the golden gate and say uh uh-uh, uh I'm not going out there and then they go back in and then they can go out and just immediately start halibut fishing and get one to two fish per rod i mean that is terrific halibut fishing and then the people that have been halibut fishing uh generally are getting limits that's three fish Three halibut. That's like, let's see, three, six, 12 fillets out of three halibut. <laughs> ah, anyway, um, so, you know, the weather is controlling a lot of fishing right now. There's a lot of fish down in the Delta uh, some females are moving up uh, last this past week. Mark Wilson went out. I think they got 26 keepers. And I think almost all of them were female. And yet on the sand, that was on the Sacramento, then on the San Joaquin uh, at the same time period, they're catching some up, you know, on a uh, near old river and most of them are males. So it's hard to figure. And in, in the meantime, um, the, the fish are being caught all over the Delta. You know, they're in the sloughs, the you know, steamboat slew, slough, miner sluice sutter um and they're going up the river. And, you know, people don't fish for them the way they used to. I mean, you don't have lines of people at the boat ramp bait fishing like they used to. Uh, but if you did that, you'd probably be catching some fish because they're still catching fish up north. Uh, not as good as it was, but you know what these These flows going up and down and uh, the pressure and everything, that all affects fishing. Um, But the big derby they had last week up out of Calusa produced a lot of fish, but not in comparison to years past. So uh, you're just going to have to, you know, limp along with it. Get out when you can and believe this, that anywhere from the lower delta clear up to Calusa, you got a possibility to run into quite a few stripers. So it should be on your radar. Um, Andy, of course, Giuliano will uh, fix us up with uh, all the latest out of the Bay Area. We'll have um, um, Chris Arcaleo from Monterey fill us in on the Monterey fishing for salmon, rockfish, and the whales are really a ton of bait in Monterey Bay. That brings in the humpback whales and the salmon. So that's interesting. We're going to have a very inter- I found a very, very interesting interview with a bass pro called, uh, named Hayden Lee and Hayden recently fished uh, a tournament last weekend up at Trinity. Wait till you hear the the kind of fishing they had for largemouth and smallmouth bass at Trinity. Just absolutely incredible. Um Matt Mitchell as I mentioned will be talking about his fishing exploits on the Sacramento River and what to expect on the Fall River. Uh, uh, Nate Kelch, Big Nate's guide service, been fishing Berryessa. You will like what he has to say, although, and I'm talking mostly trout and kokanee, uh, because while you you can't dial the kokanee in every trip when you do, they're really nice. You're gonna want to hear that Um, kokanee now. Also, is they're showing up in Don Pedro and New Malona's in much better numbers. and a little surprise, and Richie Height of Paulina Peak Tackle, you should see the fish he got us out of Stampede this week. Now, last year, some of these fish were up to 13 and a half, 14 inches. They didn't catch any fish that big all of last year. It's managed so terribly. But uh, in no small part to Mother Nature, not the Department of Fish and Wildlife, with a big... Uh, die off of fish last year, guess what? The fish that are left are growing a lot bigger. Now, why doesn't the department just put two and two together there? Boggles the mind sometimes. But anyway, that's really good, and Richie Hyde will join us on the program, and um, Don Paganelli will also join us on the program. He fished bass at Comanche last week, and he's at Duck Days uh, in the Yellow uh, Bypass, um, which is a great family event uh, if you're interested to find something to do today. And then over in Bodega Bay, we'll have Chris Lawrenson uh, check in with us um, it's uh, I forget the name of the festival, but it's a big fish festival over there. A lot of good things to eat. And the the problem is on the south, that boat ramp is going to be closed because that's where the event is. But uh, the north side by the Coast Guard station will be open. Then uh, Gary Coe will be checking in. It's the big Shasta Derby, the Shasta Business Association and Kokanee Power Trout and Salmon Derby, and uh, got a little inkling. There was some pretty nice fish caught in practice. We'll see what happens a little bit later on. So all that, and of course, a bunch more coming up in the next two hours and 45 minutes on the KFPK Outdoor Show. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a windy April, a very windy April. I think Andy Giuliano said at the beginning of it, fishing in in the ocean. Is all about the wind in April, and he's with us now to brag about his prediction.
1: <laughs> hey, good morning. <laughs> uh, it's it's just old age and treachery that that uh, brought Tre- about that, but uh, treachery, yeah, treachery. But uh, but yeah, that's been that was the uh, that was the mantra for the week, um, and it, it's funny because it really shifted offshore. You know that weather, the wind really blew offshore. There wasn't much. Uh, much availability for the salmon but inside the bay was really nice for most of the days we didn't get any of that really powerful uh westerly wind that wind that blows through the bay there in the afternoons like we've seen in the past april so the bay fishing was exceptional for the week but tough to get offshore yeah well
0: <clears throat> you know it's nothing unusual that's for sure
1: yeah not not at all the uh I would say, you know, if any, we're looking for unusual, the you know, the halibut fishing just continues to be remarkably strong. You know, inside yeah. the day, the, the AM trips are getting at least a fish a rod most days, the full days, you know, hovering around that two fish a rod number, and even some days, yeah. uh, you know, you get the right day with the right weather, and you get mm-hmm. right, some of the boats getting close to limits, so... I'm not sure where this year. You know, we've got obviously we got a lot of really good fishing ahead of us. But in terms of the spring, it's um, tough to. You know, this would be as good a spring as we've seen in a while. Um,
0: but you know, at, at least in the bay, uh, sometimes, as you know uh, better than anybody, that wind can be howling in the ocean, but not necessarily in the bay. So you have that aspect, and now you get a good solid north wind. It's hard to escape that, but. Uh, generally people can sneak out in the bay and find some fish.
1: Yeah, you're right, Bob, because that, that wind, it's, a, it, it's all based off of pressure gradients, and the, really all the gradients are offshore this year or this, this week, and, um, and made for really good conditions inside the bay, which does twofold. Obviously, it makes the day better to fish. The boat's not rocking around as much, and that, that allows you to fish better, but it also prevents the water from turning over and getting dirty, so you have cleaner water all throughout the day. So that's probably the best um, part of it, or the best aspect of it, is it gives you a full day of good fishing and clean water. Uh,
0: um, also, tomorrow, uh, the rest of the coast, the, the, the only part of the coast that's not open to salmon fishing, does open tomorrow on May 1st. Now, why, uh, Andy? I mean, you get involved in these meetings. You have X number of days you come up with that you allow people to sport fish for ocean in certain areas. Um, You would think the beginning of the season would be greeted with more fanfare than the end of it. Why not take a day from the end and uh, tack it on the front of it? In this case, uh, a lot of people that go salmon fishing have to travel a great distance. And they still have to go to work on Monday. In this case, the season opens on a Sunday. It just doesn't kind of always set well with me, like, yeah, well, we didn't.
1: It is, it's a little odd, I would say that. But for the most part, on that, when they structure the seasons for the sport guys and, and for the commercial trollers as well, it's, it's given with a lot of feedback from the industry. So you're trading days off for late in the summer, those days, in terms of the impact on the fishery are less than the days early on. The issue this year was the Klamath uh, adult fish and then uh, the fall Sacramento-run fish. So Mm -hmm. when the technical teams get together, they balance out the numbers of fish that are predicted to be caught by commercial, by sport, and then they balance that all out with the industry. So like this year the commercial said we'll take days in May below pigeon point, and we'll trade those for different days in August and September. So it, its it, I would say it's a fairly straightforward system. The industry has a lot of input, and they'll trade them out. And, and when it comes down to it, obviously, we want more days on the water. That's always the priority. And, you know, we try to balance it out with the peak times for the guys that are making money in this business. Yeah. Well, anyway, I,
0: I don't like it. I, I don't think it takes the people <laughs> into consideration enough. I'm Sorry i'm used to it uh, though I,
1: you you are you will not get no you know, disagreement from me on this that the socio-economic yeah. parts of this industry you know, you know right now we're fighting over some copper rockfish and some quillback rockfish you know they could have some really you know significant impacts for 23 and 24 and we only catch a couple thousand pounds of quillback rockfish for the entire coast and uh and you know there's some there's some changes that they want to make that will really you know would really change a lot of the harbors that don't have access to deeper water. And you know in my mind you're you know you're really changing you're talking about businesses and up and down the coast there that you're going to affect for a couple thousand pounds of fish. And yeah, I well you know a balance there. And, and you know what these fish are so hard to study.
0: And proof of that is every time they put restrictions on there uh, because they have to wait for recovery, recovery happens much sooner than they
1: predict. Now, what's new about that? Nothing. Yep. It's mean. It me, go ahead. Good. I'll tell you, the number I'll tell you the number one reason for that is there's a flaw in the, in the math. Because whatever fish, if we get 5,000 5, pounds of fish allocated to us this year and we only catch 2,500 pounds, we do not get credit for that twenty-five hundred pounds of fish that we didn't catch and left in the water. So there's always a buffer. It's like if you were financially saving a couple thousand dollars a year and then you wipe it out at the end of the year and you wonder why you're not able to save any money. So yeah, there's a yeah. flaw in the. And there's a definite flaw in how that's calculated, and that's just built in. And uh, and that and that's it's really unfortunate because the the fishermen are the ones that suffer for that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's
0: it's nothing new in the way government works in this state, that's for sure. <coughs> and uh, no,
1: I think it, what happens uh, here's the tipping point: when you have more people managing the fishery than are in the fishery, then you have problems. Then the government's yeah. gotten right; have gotten too big for mm-hmm. for the for the producers.
0: Well said. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, before we run out of time, did I see somewhere you're having a Mother's Day special on some of your boats?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know what's really changed, Bob, in this fishery, particularly with this good halibut fishing, is you get a lot of really good half-day action in. So people that don't want to spend the full day uh, come in you know, late if they've got to travel, things like that. So we've got a lot of half-day trips on the docket for Mother's Day. And, um, and that if you want to get out for a couple hours, you get, you get a chance to get a halibut or two, and then get back and out, blow out the day. So Okay. Uh,
0: that's great. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Andy. We're just about out of time, so uh, I'll pray for weather and we'll talk to you next week.
1: All righty Bob, thank you very much.
0: Okay. Andy Giuliano, Fish Emeryville. Book a trip. Area code five ten six five two three four oh three. Monterey salmon right after this. Welcome back, welcome back. You know, uh, people Heading down to the coast from the valley, and I mean all over the valley, or wherever else in California, you know, in in northern central California, they go to Bodega Bay, the Bay Area, Santa Cruz, and Monterey, and of course down south there's Morro Bay, but uh, the weather can be different in all those places, and when the weather offshore is bad, then um, you better have some sort of a barrier in place to protect you from that if you're going to go fishing. Well, one of those places is Monterey Bay, because if, as you look at a map and you see how the bay extends into the east and the prevailing northwest winds, you'll see that there is some degree of protection there, and the Monterey boats can get out while other boats can't. Now, like this past week, a lot of fish were taken up by Santa Cruz, well, if you go right out of Santa Cruz and head north, you're exposed to all that wind. and uh, But that's where the fish were, so a lot of the Monterey boats went there when they could. When they couldn't, then you have to search over all of Monterey Bay for the salmon. And you will find them, but the problem is there is so much bait in Monterey Bay. It's such a rich environment. Uh, you know, it brings whales in there and all kinds of game fish and you know, there's there's no such thing as a free lunch in, in Monterey Bay because everybody's feeding on some something else. But uh, uh, for that reason, they can get out. And one thing they can't do, you know, one of the most popular rock fishing trips in the whole state is going out of Monterey down to Big Sur. And the reason it's so popular is because uh, the quality of fish down there is so good because it's hard to get to by boat. And... When it's hard to get to, you have less fishing pressure, you have less fish being taken, and therefore the average size of the fish is bigger. Well, they can't certainly do that uh, right now with a week like we've had, but uh, that's coming up. But for all the rest of it, I talked to Chris Arcaleo of Chris's Sport Fishing yesterday. Chris, it looks like salmon have arrived for more than just a day at a time in Monterey Bay. What was today like?
2: Today was good. The weather was crummy as it's been, but we had 16 fish for 10 anglers, all big fish, and uh, we lost a lot of fish. We should have had limits.
0: Yeah. That happens a lot. Uh, you know, it's, it's either the fish fighting, the the inexperience of the fishermen, or sea lions. Something's going to get you.
2: Yeah, we had one day, we lost a couple to the sea lions, but they haven't been giving us too much trouble yet, knock on wood.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the rest of the week has been producing that well?
2: Well, we had, day before yesterday, we had 34 for 17. Day before that, we had 15. We had 28 one day. I think that's going to be on the cover of the magazine this week, the 28 for 14. Good fish, And and they're big fish.
0: Yeah, is this which magazine? Western Outdoor News. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll look for that. Um, so, are you are any particular spot you're going to, or are the fish just moving around?
2: They are moving around. Most of the fish are on the between Moss Landing and Santa Cruz Pajaro and through there. We we were there the day before yesterday, but we have been just going from spot to spot. Believe me. Yeah, You know, and just the fish are moving like crazy. There's so many whales and so much anchovies that you get up in the morning, you go look, and you just start stopping in some of the anchovy schools, you know, and if you get the right ones, you get them.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like if you're catching fish at so many different places, there's got to be a lot of fish around. I think so. Yeah. And the water temp is, uh, you know, it was pretty cold there for your opener April 1st. What is it up to now, do you know?
2: I think it was 51 today, but it's been as low as 48.
0: Yeah, I know it was, yeah. And 51 isn't great, but it's still better than 48, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, How's the rock fishing doing?
2: It's limits. It's limits. We're fishing just local, nothing spectacular size-wise, but uh, we're catching limits. We had a few lings today, too.
0: Okay, that's good. Uh, has the weather allowed you to go down to the Sur yet?
2: No. No, we went down there two different days since it opened, but mm-hmm. it's been, you know, one of the days. We had 20 knots of wind down there, but we're not trying to go down right now. The weather's not good for fishing.
0: Yeah, yeah. and there are plenty of whales everywhere, huh? Everywhere, everywhere. Are the blues moved in yet?
2: no. No, we haven't seen any blues. We've been seeing some orcas. We've been seeing lots and lots of humpbacks feeding. Uh, And we're seeing some grays, the the last ones that are coming back up. Yeah. But uh, no no blues.
0: You know, the blue, everybody wants to see the blue because it's the biggest creature ever to inhabit the earth. But they're not really easy to see like the humpbacks.
3: Well...
2: It depends when you come, but if you come here in July and August, there's a lot of times we've got a number of them here, you know, yeah. but but you like you say, you won't see them every day. But but yeah. at that time of the year when the krill moves in, we'll see blue whales.
0: Yeah. I, I was also referring to the fact that they don't come out of the water as much as the humpback.
2: Well, you may say that but i know what you're talking about and i'm going <laughs> to yeah. give you a little <laughs> okay
1: okay okay <laughs>
2: but at a hundred foot you get to see a hundred foot of them <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they yeah. don't jump and they don't breach, and they don't yeah yeah,
0: yeah. It's spectacular to see uh and how much are whale watching trips 60 and 40 for kids that's Chris Harkaleo Chris Chris's Sport Fishing down in Monterey. And by the way, if if you're ever in that area, that is well worth the money. You know, you go out on a big stable boat. It's got a cabin. You can stay warm if it's chilly out there. And they go out and they find whales every trip. I mean, they don't have to go that far. And when the humpbacks are in there like they're in there now, and you can keep, you know, the calmer the day, the better, uh, the, the more of a quality experience you're going to have because you can see better. You can see fish on the surface better when it's calm. So uh, keep that in mind. It's, it's something you just won't forget. Um, you have these huge critters all around you. Quite the deal. And they'll see very di- different types of whales, rare whales sometimes, and of course the the blue whale and killer whales. It's a little bit of everything down there. Uh, Chris's number to book a trip salmon or whale watching eight three one We'll take a quick break and be back with Mr. Dan Bacher who was going to tell us his experience of a pretty good striper fishing trip in the wind. Well, Mr. Dan Bacher got out on a little fishing trip and if Dan goes fishing, one thing is always going to happen and that is the wind's going to blow. It follows him around, but he's with us now to tell us about it. Good morning.
1: Yeah,
3: it sure is. It sure does. Um. (laughs) Yeah, well, on Thursday, I went out with James Netzel at Tightline's Guide Service and also on the boat was Chad Donnelly, he's a pastor of a church in, in Lodi, um, and also Steven Burke, who's was with the, he was a pitcher with the Red Sox and the Mariners, um, or the Seattle team back well, in the 70s and we uh, or, or uh, James advised us before the trip to wear rain gear and not because it's going to rain because of the wind but yeah. the forecast w- w- didn't predict quite such bad weather um, it was worse than it sounded but you know, but we fished the San Joaquin, and we trolled with yozuri um, in different colors, um, but mainly, at least the one I had on was chartreuse, and then chartreuse and yellow tails. And, and uh, trolled... These are deep board. deep divers? Deep divers? Yes, deep divers. Okay. And we were done by about 930 Wow, and we we hooked, you, you know, you, you know, with limits, and we lost a few, <clears throat> and, and including a couple big ones. The small ones never get off, right? Right. <laughs> and the biggest fish, and I checked uh, um, James' website. The biggest fish, well, you know, on his on his scale was twenty five pounds, but that's his, his scale only goes up. So far, and they had it took a kilogram scale and converted that, and that converted to 33 pounds. They just posted it up there, so I guess that was a, a big female that we released. That's and good. All it, it's like the fish. There was there was nothing in between. There was one big one and a, and a bunch of uh, schooly males. Uh-huh. And
1: um. You know, in the in the eighteen to
3: 20, 23, 24 inch range. And yeah, we mm-hmm. a bunch of shakers too. I got three shakers in a row, in addition to a couple keepers. Yeah. There's so, nothing so like stripers. A fun.
0: Nothing like stripers when they bang that lure. Is there?
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, they yeah, they, go crazy. They, they act like they're mad at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where were you fishing over uh, in the San Joaquin? Were you up near uh, the mouth of the McColumee in that area, between there and Old River and down on the shoals yeah, and yeah, stuff? We, yeah, we were fishing fishing yeah. in,
3: in that general area. Uh-huh. And okay. um, some of the regular fishermen that seemed to fish almost every day out there were out there, Mark Wilson and a friend, and also uh, Clyde Juan was out there. With Dave Houston, and uh, everybody's complaining about the wind. We got mm-hmm. pretty wet, but I had he- extra heavy wind gear so yeah, I, I was—I I, it didn't bother me at all.
0: Well, everybody out was, there that fishes you know, out there, everybody that fishes out there alive, a lot, um, and complaining about the—they actually think the wind is alive and doesn't like them. Yeah. I mean that's why they complain about it because you know so far nobody that complains about it has been able to do anything about it. Right. So I think James had the right idea. Hey, it's not going to rain, but you're going to get wet anyway, so bring rain gear and and yeah. that's that's the way it's going to be, but uh, that's pretty good when you can go out in windy conditions like that and still catch fish. Yeah. Cuz a lot of places you can't do that.
3: Yeah. I know. And and uh of course, you know those stripers, the schoolie stripers, small males are really good to eat. Yeah, yes they are. Yeah. In fact in fact,
0: Dan, haven't you noticed over the years, you know, everybody used to show pictures of these thirty pound stripers over here and uh, and that was all great when there was a lot of stripers, but uh most people tend to release those bigger fish yeah. and uh uh, you know, there's always gonna be a few down in the um, the Pittsburgh area in that area. Oh, they can they go out. they just can't wait, even though they have a freezer full of fish to brag about this thirty three pound striper they catch and uh, and now they're looked on with a little disdain because, hey, what are you doing? I mean, and then when the people when people show a twenty five and a thirty pint, they go, "Well, what are you doing? Have you no sense of conservation out there?" But yeah. the, the good the good news is, a lot of people, even though they have every right to keep it, a lot of people are trying to take part in that conservation effort. So I like to see that. Right.
3: Yeah, uh, and like so. um, like for instance, in the recent NorCal um, Guides and Sportsmen's Association Derby they allowed people to target only males. In other words, um, yeah. you're supposed to release the bigger females, and they released a real one, um, one of the uh, youth that was fishing the tournament released a really big fish and then got credit for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
0: That's good. I mean, why not do our part, because sometimes uh, if without the people, it's not going to work, right? Right. You got to support. Okay, Dan, that's a, that's a good report. It just shows you if you get a chance to go out and you have a boat that can take the wind, uh, you still have a chance to catch stripers.
3: Yeah, yeah. You need you, you, in that weather. You need a very weather worthy boat. The twelve foot aluminum boat has no place out there. <laughs> no, unless you know. I mean, maybe Montezuma flu. Yeah, yeah. Got gotcha. you okay well very good i'm glad you got out had a good
0: time with those guys and uh away we go let's hope it lasts for a while huh
3: yeah i'll I'll talk to you later okay
0: thank you dan okay bye-bye dan Bacher, the fish sniffer i'm sure you'll be reading about it in the fish sniffer now here you know we we kind of talk about specific areas where fish are caught but a lot of times we don't talk about other areas that they're also being caught. Um, there, there, there's enough fish in the McColomy, both forks of the co- McColomy, to make it worth your While there is every year, and of course the south fork gets all the pressure. The north fork doesn't get much pressure because it's ugly. It's just rock walls, but there's you, you find a certain bend, you'll find fish in there, and uh, it can be fun. The same is is true as we mentioned earlier up in all the. The slough, steamboat, miner slough, the whole works, and on up the river, you can find stripers just about every place right now. So, okay, after the break, well, I don't know, but I know it's going to be interesting. Please stick around.